0: This is the podcast by the Straits Times.
1: It's Money FM eighty nine point three, and welcome to our regular sports show, Game of Two Halves, live every Monday, where I host the sports podcasters from the Straits Times. I'm Adrian Abraham, and joining me in the studio today, I've got Sazali Abdulaziz, and I've also got the content producer with the Straits Times, Zl Raushan. Gentlemen, welcome to the studio. How are you? It's been good. It's been a good weekend,
2: I think, of of sport and and of, uh, you know, the EPL
1: returning finally. Yeah, very good. Very good. Good weekend of sport. And joining us in the second half of this show, we'll have the national swimmer, Kua Ting-Wen, for a chat on her experience at the International Swimming League. Now, I guess we should start with the Premier League. The international break is finally over. We saw some great football over the weekend, starting with Liverpool, who are missing a lot of their key players but managed to pull through a 3-0 win against an informed Leicester City. So, Zali, your thoughts on the Liverpool, a depleted Liverpool uh, yeah. squad?
2: Well, you know, basically it's crisis, what crisis, right? I mean, the the way some people were talking uh, before the game was like, Liverpool struggled to field 11 players uh, on the team, but, you know, they, they weren't comfortably and, and they were convincing. And I think there's so much... Uh, you know, for them to be happy about you know Diego Jota and and Firmino, there was talk about Jota replacing Firmino in the starting eleven, and now they they, they complemented each other so well uh, in the game. Firmino had a wonderful game; he was in the thick of everything. Uh, good they did, so yeah, I think all things considered, it's been a it was a fantastic weekend for for Jurgen Klopp.
3: Yeah, I can't disagree with Cezali. Crisis, what crisis? I think Liverpool fully showed they have a squad that is capable of mounting a title challenge. And despite the numerous injuries, I think they all pulled together really well. James Milner, as always, Mr. Reliable, came in, did a job. And I, I'm not surprised that they won. I'm surprised by the comfortable margin that they won. 3-0 against uh, up-and-coming Leicester City side. That'll give them great confidence going into the busy period.
1: And what about Tottenham? 2-0 winners over Manchester City. Son Heung-min, a player which many people got rid of their fantasy Premier League squads, me included. I didn't. And <laughs> he Reggio. was in my team. I actually yeah. kept Harry Kane. But, you know, once again, Son, he scores against Man City. And I think if Man City hates two things, it's one, VAR, and VAR against Spurs. The decision going against them again. And, you know, Pep Guardiola just signed a new contract. Of Spurs looked the real deal. Top of the table. And Mourinho is probably proving his critics wrong at this point.
3: Yeah, it does look like
1: Jose's got his mojo back.
3: Doing really well, Tottenham, they they look a well, well-drilled outfit, as you expect of a Mourinho team. I went on this show on Friday and I said I expect City to win, but having
2: watched that game... Tottenham—they're in for the long haul. They're gonna do well this season. I—I—I I, I actually don't think they'll sustain a, a title challenge. I—I, I, you know, Spurs to me right now—they—they they remind me a lot of Liverpool um, under Benitez and Brendan Rodgers. You know, they have a world-class striker going forward. They have you know two or three very very good players, but then not much else. You know, not very far from being the final product. You know, they—they've got a good goalkeeper, just like how Reyna was you know for for Liverpool so many years ago. But you know, I think. Uh, in terms of the whole package, I don't think uh, Spurs are there yet. You know, okay, I, don't, Sars, I don't think they'll sustain a title challenge.
3: I take your point, Saz but considering City look out of it this season, yeah. <laughs> who's going to compete with Liverpool? I'm just looking at the table now. I I can see your point, but probably I Chelsea. Think,
2: probably Chelsea. I I see Chelsea as the only serious contenders. Okay. to Liverpool. Okay. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Like you, you did mention uh, sort of Liverpool squad under Benitez, <laughs> and I I I think uh, Benitez won the Champions League as well. So I guess Tottenham mm-hmm. do have something. Never say never. But also, uh, like Raushan said, this Man City team, they are awful this season. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's happened yeah. to them. Pep Guardiola, yes, we know he's got his, um, his fair share of injuries. But, I mean, come on, who else will compete? We're looking at Tottenham, Liverpool, possibly Leicester City. Uh, we saw United win over the weekend. You know, they moved up to 9th from 14th. I know it's a long way to go, but Raushan, a win is a win. Bruno Fernandes, once again, a retaken penalty. I think that's the second one he's had this season. Um, lucky, I think, United this weekend.
3: Uh, look, that's the case for United at the moment. We are we're not going to show up, excellent, play excellent football and take a win. We're going to scrape through and that's what we did against West Brom. Again, we started with two holding midfielders, which I disagree with. At home, we shouldn't have started to, with two. But either way, three points is three points. And looking at the table, we have a game in hand. If we win that, we'll be up there, thereabouts. So I'll take that.
2: I, 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 I just realised something, Roshan, when you were saying about uh, who who's contenders to Liverpool. I think uh, we listed the teams and then I just realised that it's so sad that there was no... Mention of Manchester United at oh, all. That's how far they've fallen, you we know. We have to be realistic. <laughs> yeah, now man.
1: quickly, let's talk a little bit about the Singapore Premier League. Uh you know, it's heating up, just four games left, and they'll be played within twelve days. And now we have a clear front runner for the title, haven't we, Sazali?
2: Yeah, we do. Uh Albrecht Sunigata, you know, sitting sitting pretty at the top. Uh, you know, they they were the big winners uh easily of the past weekend. They managed to edge past title rivals, uh, Lion City Sailors three two. Um, and, you know, another title rival, Tampanese slipped up for the third time in four games against Tanjupaga. Paga, bottom, bottom of the table Tanjupaga. Paga. So, you know, inexplicable. You know, t- things uh, just work out the way they did and, and now Albrechts are, you know, two points clear of Tampanese and four clear of Sailors with, with four games to go. You know, I don't really see them slipping up.
3: Yep, exactly. I think Lion City are definitely out of it at this point. But Tempani's, you never know. I mean, Albrechts get the job done, always get the job done. So they are clear favourites in the driving seat. But... I expect one one final twist this year.
1: Now if you'd like the Straits Times Game of Two Hobbs podcast, you can listen live on Money FM eighty nine point three every Monday, or you can subscribe to hashtag Game of Two Hobbs on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And like us and give us a rating. And now into the second half of the show. As promised, we have national swimmer Kua Tingwen on the line. She has just returned from Budapest, where she took part in the International Swimming League, or ISL. Now, Ting-wen, Tingwen, is 28, wrote about her experience at the ISL in four columns that ran in the Straits Times. And she joins us now on the phone. ting how are you?
0: Hi, thanks for having
1: me. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. Now, what was the whole ISL experience like?
0: Um, It was great. Um, It was really a a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It was really amazing. Um, I got to see some old friends. I made uh, new friends. And I got to race for the first time in 10 months, I think, uh, this year.
1: Now, it must not have been easy, you know, swimming your first competitive race of the year in November. How many races did you swim and how did you do? I
0: swam 19 races in total. Uh, it started out a little bit rocky in the beginning, um, kind of rusty. It had been a while since i had raised. So I think the body remembers, but it, it takes a while. And so it started out a little bit rough. But I think as each match went along, uh, it got better and I gained confidence. And I just started having uh, more fun. Uh,
2: Tingwon, was there one highlight moment from your time in Budapest, you know, be it in the pool or, or outside of it?
0: There's not one specific highlight. I think there were some moments... Um, in the pool, I think one of them was, was uh, when I was on the mixed freestyle relay, the 4x100 mixed freestyle, where you have the two men going first, and then the two female swimmers going third and fourth, and I was the last leg of the relay. And I remember we were really close with um, another team. I think it was the London team, and uh, we were it was going it was going to be a fight for first. And getting on the block, I remember just being. Like a whole mix of emotions, nervous, excited, um, really stressed out, uh, just because it, you know, had been a long time since I had raised that I have, I had been on a relay and, you know, I, I, tend to put a lot more pressure on myself on relays just because I, I know that there are three other people, um, behind the block relying on me. So I think, uh, and it also has been a long time since I, I felt like that whole mesh of emotions. So I think, you know, I, on the block, for me time stood still like i was really stressed out but also just really embraced i think that moment of team spirit and and i just went with it and i had a lot of fun and we ended up winning that relay so that was good Um, outside the pool yeah and uh, outside the pool it's really just i think being in a very um high level competitive environment and just really soaking it all in
2: Mm-hmm. And you wrote in your final column for ST that you know the ISL opened your eyes to the possibility of, of swimming professionally. You know how viable is this option for you going forward?
0: Um, it's not going to be easy. I think, especially uh, in Singapore, when we're you know we're a smaller sporting nation and it's still a very new idea, a very new concept for athletes to um, go past the stage of being a student athlete and explore professional sports. But I think you know there is a Beginning for everything, um, that's the first time for everything, and it's exciting to be a part of that pioneer group and hopefully, uh, take the first step towards that and, and allow younger athletes to realize that it, it is possible if you want, if you want that. And I just, i I just learned when I was in Hungary that, you know, if there's something I really want, I will find a way, I think, to make it work, and it won't be easy, but I, I don't think anything that's ever been. Worth doing. It has been easy.
1: Well said. Now you hit quite a few milestones in Budapest, setting three national records, hitting some personal bests, and claiming a silver medal in the 50 meter fly. How did this journey, you know, in Budapest, help you in the goal to qualify for Tokyo 2021?
0: I think it just gave me a lot of confidence um, in myself. It allowed me. It, it renewed. I think the passion for swimming, for the sport. I think it opened my eyes. To swimming on a different level, just being surrounded by um, all these really great athletes and just watching and learning and being able to soak all of that in, and I think it just gave me a lot of confidence. You know, it was a short course um, meet, so the pool was at 25, it's set up 25 instead of 50 meters, so it 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 forced me to work on little things like my turns, my underwaters, and I think just. All the skills and the technique that I, I practiced in that five or six weeks when I was there, I think being able to bring that back here and practice that moving forward to Tokyo, it's just given me a lot of confidence in terms of technique and skill work.
1: National swimmer Kwad Tsing-wen joining us on the Game of Two Halves podcast. Thank you so much for your time, and I wish you the best for your future endeavors. Thank you. Bye. Now, Sezali, just finally we can uh, sort of wrap up just everything else that's been happening not just in the world of football, but tennis. Daniel Medvedev, did he manage to catch that match against Dominic Team? You know, it was his first big title. And I know I'm throwing you a little bit, you know, under the bus here, but <laughs> yeah, I <because> feel that. <laughs> the <laughs> but, but, you know, it's a historic win. Nadal and Djokovic, they play them in the semi finals. Dominic Team against Djokovic and Daniel Medvedev against. Um-
3: Are you suggesting this was a change of guard?
1: Possibly. This was I don't know this it possibly be I mean Dominic team we saw in the U.S. Open how you know he did beat Alexander Zverev in five sets and everyone talks about these three Roger Nadal mm. and Djokovic and we're slowly seeing Dominic team Daniel Medvedev and possibly Zverev but I mean I don't want to talk about Kyrgios because I feel that he's he reminds me of a Balotelli <laughs> wasted potential <laughs> you know a bit reckless and a bit out there but um, going forward we have the Australian Open to look forward to and if I was just to throw it out there do you think that Dominic team Daniel Medvedev do you think they could really challenge the other two
2: um, it has to come sometime right the, the changing of the gut but um, you know I I think it's it's uh, it's I I don't think it will happen where, where where they'll they'll sort of become the, the new Roger and the new uh, um, uh, Rafa, Rafa Nadal yeah I, I don't think so I th- these two are just a special breed it's like saying uh, Haaland is gonna be the new Ronaldo. It may happen. You know, you can see it. Is he coming to United? No, no. Sorry. <laughs> four goals. Four goals this <laughs> yeah, weekend, again, right? right? Yeah, and that right. other
1: kid, Mukoko. Mukoko. Yeah. Mustafa so uh, Twenty-three
2: goals in twenty-two. He doesn't look sixteen games. by he the way. It, it looks
1: about, about 20, Yeah. <laughs> yeah Mukoko, Cameroonian German international. Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. And there goes the final whistle for our sports discussion of the week. We hope you enjoyed listening to us. Now, don't forget you can catch ST's hashtag Game of Two Hubs podcast on demand on the audio apps Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. And we will catch you next week at the same time. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times